This is the Hacker Valley Studio Podcast, exploring the human element behind cybersecurity programs and technology. Security controls fail everywhere. They fail constantly, and worst of all, they fail silently. That's why you need Attack IQ, the leading automated insights platform to continually validate your defenses. Better insights, better decisions, and real security outcomes. Get it all with Attack IQ. Plus, check out the Attack IQ Academy for free cybersecurity training featuring the good people here at Hacker Valley Studio. Register today at academy.attackiq.com and let them know Hacker Valley Studio sent you. Welcome back to the Hacker Valley Studio podcast. I'm sure you've heard of the term personal brand and maybe have asked yourself, what does it mean and how do I promote mine? This episode, we speak to someone that helps others develop their personal brand. We speak to Stephen Hart, entrepreneur, marketer, and brand strategist. We've known Steven since way back. He's been a huge supporter and someone that's helped develop our podcast and our branding. And this episode is nothing but pure gold and entertainment. Can't wait for everyone to listen. Let's jump right into it. What's going on, everybody? You are in the Hacker Valley studio with your hosts, Ron and Chris. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the show. Glad to be back again. Our guest today has not only been an advocate for Hacker Valley Studio, but an advocate and hero for many in cybersecurity and entrepreneurship. Our guest this episode is Stephen Hart. Stephen is the founder of Owls Media LLC, creator of Brand in Demand, and podcast host of Trailblazers.fm podcast. Stephen, our brother, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, guys. Appreciate this full circle moment for me. <laughs> Steven, this is crazy. I remember we were just getting into the podcast game, met you. I was like pulling as much knowledge from you as possible because you had been in a game for a minute at that point and yeah. can't even imagine where we would be without all of the knowledge and wisdom that you've given us over the past few years. But for the folks that don't know who you are just yet, we'd love to hear a little bit about your background and what you're doing today. I, I always start these conversations off from a place of gratitude. I'm, I'm most grateful for being Kristen's husband of 12 years. And together we have two amazing crumb snatchers. Uh, our <laughs> daughter just turned 11. Uh, our son will turn seven in, in about a month. And, you know, everything routes through them. Beyond that, I'm a marketer. I'm a podcaster, as you touched on, for the last five, five and a half years. I'm a brand strategist and uh, the creator of an amazing program we'll talk about in a bit here. And just a bunch of other titles, man. I'm, I'm from originally from Jamaica, been here for quite a long time. But, you know, the, the, the mindset of um, a Jamaican, right? You know, we have our hands <laughs> in, in quite a number of things. Um, and I'm just a product of my dad who, who was an entrepreneur and a true creative genius. And I think that's spun off in me in quite a different way. But everything that I, I do is driven from a place of helping heart-centered entrepreneurs and leaders to not just build a brand, but become a brand in demand. Let's talk about that for a little bit, because in all of my interactions with you, 
you help so many people, you bring so many people together, and you do have that that creative genius aspect to you and your mentality. So did that begin with your dad? Did you see him as like a role model growing up? And you, you talk about your dad a lot. So I'd love to hear sort of like that origin story of that creative bug and, and how it got you to where you are today. Absolutely. So my dad is a chef by training. As I said, I'm from Jamaica. He's from a real rural area of the island, one of 12 kids. So I grew up in a really big family. And while he's a chef by training and, and one of the respected chefs of his generation in Jamaica, you know, traveled to Brazil and to Europe and, and, you know, spent time in the U.S. representing Jamaica and Jamaican food. He was a playwright, an actor, an artist. He could do food for a wedding equally as much as he could do the decor and the flowers. And so his creative gene was just amazing. And that spun off in different ways, right? My, my love and respect for the arts kind of came through that experience and exposure. I've always had sort of an entrepreneurial gene because of him. He's run, you know, he ran a, a catering uh, company and, and restaurant for 36 years. And so I've always had that entrepreneurial wiring to me. In this season, being the host of trailblazers.fm, I'd come across a number of amazing people, whether people who were reaching out to me or people who I'd meet while networking or out at events that I would think, you know, I would love to feature this person on my podcast. And I would Google them. And more times than not, what came up left me indifferent. <laughs> I'd end up putting them in that prospects label folder in Gmail, the one you never, ever go back to. <laughs> After a while, I realized, you know, this is sad. There are a lot of amazing people out there who have a story to tell but have not really given thought to their digital footprint. And I'm a marketer, been marketing for two decades. Uh, do brand strategy, have helped a number of people develop their personal brand. And so that light bulb moment kind of happened uh, a couple years into Trailblazers. And back in 2018, in the midst of having a full-time marketing job, having two young kids, having this amazing podcast, thought, hey, you know, I, I would love to create a course because I just don't have the time to offer this as a service anymore. But when was I going to create a course? And so it took a while. It took a bit to morph what I would do as a service, a one-on-one -on -one service, into a course. And I started looking at what I was doing to help a couple of amazing people that I've worked with and reverse engineer this process that I was putting into practice, that I was helping other uh, students and clients do, and we reverse engineer that into what I'm now teaching today in in our courseware. I love the story about you know just your dad and you know him having that creative genius, and it sounds like you have that bug too. You've been bitten by it. you are in marketing, <laughs> you're in helping entrepreneurs, you're in podcasting. What helps you feed that creative bug, right? I, I'm sure at some points it might be exhausting to continually feed that beast, but what gives you that energy to continue to feed it and where does it come from? So if we go back about six years, I found myself, maybe the summer 2015, I've, I've been listening to podcasts going back to like 2012. I'd listened to Jamie Tardy and, and Pat Flynn and, you know, some other folk. And from a marketing perspective, I found that consuming new media, consuming video and, and podcasts was a great way for me to kind of stay abreast of where things were moving so fast with digital marketing. 
it allowed me to consume information in real time versus trying to keep up books at the time just weren't keeping pace with early stages of Facebook and Instagram and just everything right. moving so quickly. I always had this desire to start a podcast, but didn't know what I wanted to do. And it was my daughter turning about four and I'm in daycare and I'm looking at mainstream media and I'm thinking like, Hey, you know, I'm raising this young girl, everything in the media though, in the mainstream media still is, is largely the case today would tell her that she can sing, act, dance, right? She could become a musician, an athlete, but there was lack of representation in real jobs when we mm -hmm. look at what was being put out in mainstream media. And so my daughter was the driver for trailblazers.fm because I'd be in daycare and I'd look around. I'm, I'm in a, a suburb of Maryland that you have very progressive black families, right? I'm looking around me, I'm seeing accomplished leaders in every sector of the work world. And this light bulb moment went off. I'm like, why am I not telling their story so that my daughter can see representation of, and other people can see representation of people who look and sound just like them doing and accomplishing amazing things in their own lives. And so that was the fuel for trailblazers. And it still is the mission fuel today, right? I want to showcase accomplished, bold, black entrepreneurs and leaders who are living out their life's purpose, who have a very clear vision for the future, who are building amazing tribes and, and just doing amazing things in the world. And so that is that mission fuel, that, that fuel trailblazers.fm that we're at for 205 consecutive Monday mornings at 5 a.m. I was putting out content. That was, that was hard as an independent podcaster to do. Mm -hmm. And we were able to accomplish that. And really the, the course, Brand in Demand is an extension of that. It's me not, not just stopping at showcasing people who are already successful, but I'm, I'm looking back now and I'm like, well, what about everybody else? What else beyond inspiration can I do? How can I actually show them the pathway, the things that they need to know to be able to blaze their own trail. And so that's the fuel now is not only showcasing the success, but actually teaching a pathway to achieving that success for others. That's so incredible. As a father of three little brown girls, I definitely relate to that because I want them to see all the possibilities that there are for them. They don't have to be written into these little boxes that they see on television or in media. I got a chance to look at one of the early iterations of your course. And I'm, I, I had so many moments of why the heck didn't I think of that? It's almost like the learnings are incredibly simple, but it takes experience and it takes thought to get there. But once you get there, it's like, oh, of course, this makes so much sense. How did you go from marketing to being specific to brand management and brand development for individuals? It's, it's a, just a progressive shift, right? Back in 2010, 2011, I started helping people in social media, solopreneurs, small businesses. I'd help them with their social media marketing, their digital marketing. And I was doing the same with Trailblazers. And what I realized a couple years after the fact is, you know, you'd have these people that are building a brand. Case in point, I have a realtor right here in Maryland who have been helping build her brand. 
overall since probably 2012. Another person, Craig DeBarbo, a really amazing personality who built the mensroom.com and built his brand, Burke Avenue. I've been working with these both those people for 10 plus years now. We would build up the brand. I would build up trailblazers.fm, but we'd get to a point where Alicia Scott, who's running Scott Team International, she would have this amazing brand, but then you would try to put a spotlight on Alicia Scott, and we didn't do much to help her. And I was seeing the same, right, with, with Craig. I was seeing the same for myself. I built up trailblazers.fm. I built up this amazing social following, but I didn't do that for myself. And so when I was shifting gears, trying to now f- put a spotlight on the other things I was trying to create, I didn't have a, a following. The podcast did, or Alicia didn't have the following. Her real estate business did. Same for Craig. And the same thing is true for many business owners who I was Googling, right? Their business would have a digital footprint, but they didn't. And so more and more, there was this awareness that, you know what? We are moving into this digital era at such a fast pace. And there are many people who are building their business or building their career and leadership under another corporate brand, but they hadn't been giving the focus to make sure that they are present in the digital world, in these digital streets. And so that was really what fueled that. The more I started to lean in is the more we started to frame this out. Like I said, you know, we began reverse engineering this process and and looking at it and saying, hey, you know, how can we actually build a brand? Marketing comes into the fold. Everything really falls on the, the umbrella of this brand. But before we get to the point of saying, hey, you know, we're going to market right? Whether it's it's a business or, or personal brand, we have to get really clear on what it is we're putting out. Because oftentimes I'd be like, hey, you know, somebody would approach me and say, hey, I, I, I need you to build me a website. And I'm like, what's your message? What's your purpose? Who are you trying to speak to? And they would have a clue. They're like, no, just, just put up a website. You know, have you given thought to your brand identity? What's your logo? What's your, you know, what color palette? What color schematic are you working with? What's your fonts? I have no idea. And so, you know, we'd, we'd go back through all of that, right? And I'd take them through the process. And really, you don't start with a logo when you're thinking brand. And everybody defaults to thinking brand <laughs> equals logo. Right? Yep. And there's so much that comes before that. And so that's, that's really what fueled that transition from marketing first to, to really thinking branding first. There's just so much that you could do with branding, whether it's for your branding for your company or even for your personal brand. And there's a lot that you can do with it after it's established. Like you're mentioning, you could start to share what your purpose is with others, talk about the things that you're an expert in or knowledgeable about. But what I really think about is the opportunity to create income. You can create passive income. You can create full-time income if you developed a great brand. What are some of the I guess, nuances or challenges that people have when it comes to monetizing a personal brand? The very first thing is not having clear intent and a vision for, right? So I I started giving this thought and I was like, you know, I am somebody that's very entrepreneurial. And when I say that, I am prone to taking big, massive risks at different junctures in in my journey, uh, different crossroads in my journey. Coming out to college in a three-year span, had like 12 jobs. I just couldn't lock in. And then I, I got into the mortgage industry and I spent probably three years in the mortgage industry. I was making a 
buttload of money in the mortgage world back in 2005 to like 2008, making tons of cash. And I got into mortgages in 2003 and was in there through 2006. I started my first business in 2005 and we started making headway. And that business hit its darkest valley in 2008. The bottom fell out. I lost several million dollars. And I shifted gears. We, we started, we rebuilt that business. I sold my stake in that company in 2011. Completely shifted gears. And went, you know, from 05 to 11, I was building this company. And I really enjoyed the marketing aspect of it. It was what I was doing before in the mortgage world, in sales and marketing. But shifted and said, hey, you know what? I'm going to start doing digital marketing, social media marketing, and recreated myself yet again. I would continue to do that. The point I'm driving home is that oftentimes we get caught up. A lot of people aren't wired like me. They won't just take that big risk and jump, right? But what we have to realize is that what I did in the first four years of my career was completely different than what I did in the second four years of my career. The first four, three, four years of my career, I was broke. The second three to four years, I was rich. And I hit a wall where, you know, it broke again, right? The bottom <laughs> fell out of my business in 08, um, in the financial crisis. I learned in this process that the very first thing you have to get clear about is what are you aiming at? Where is the destination you're trying to get to? Because in the first four years, I didn't have a clear destination on, on where I was trying to direct my ship. And I ended up broke. The second three years, I was very clear. I wanted to build a business and I wanted to achieve X amount of assets on a management, get X amount of clients. Same thing with Trailblazers. In 2016, when I launched Trailblazers, I was very clear in saying, hey, you know what? Over the next 10 years, I want to interview a thousand people on trailblazers.fm. I want to speak on a stage in front of 10,000 people. I want to author a best-selling book. I want to create an academy. And there were 10 big goals. Those are four of them that I laid out. What's happened over the years, guys, is that I was able to then reverse engineer what happens today what happens tomorrow, what happens the next day, in order to hit what I call those big, hairy, audacious goals, those B-hacks. And that's part of what I teach today. Now, if you don't have clear vision on what it is you're trying to accomplish, that's the first problem. We can't start with monetization. We have to get clear on what it is you're trying to do. So I have the podcast, and I'm trying to build the podcast. I'm trying to build this courseware. This is Fuel for what will eventually come up in my book. Now I can actually say, hey, you know what? From the podcast, I can derive income from my sponsorships, from this course, from my speaking opportunities, from my coaching and consulting, from my day job. Right? I landed a job opportunity in large part because they were attracted to my skill doing new media. Right? So everything was driven through me having this this experience right and getting clear on this is where i'm directing this is where i'm i'm going right this is the destination i'm trying to get to i think all too often we lack clarity if i ask you where you're going to be 
in the next three to five years, nine out of 10 people can't exactly tell me with vivid detail, like this is where I'm going to be. And that's the problem we have. We need to start there. You don't just jump in your car and say, I'm going to drive to Florida. You don't turn on Google Maps, right? Mm-hmm. The other day I was, I was thinking about this, Ron. I was thinking that my wife is great at planning vacations, <laughs> right? She planned us a vacation. We're, we're heading to the Caribbean in, in August. And she planned this trip from back in February. And she knows where we're going. She knows when we're going. She knows how we're going. She knows exactly every last thing we're going to do for the time we're there, yep. right? You ask somebody the same thing, right? Like, where are you going with your life? When are you going? How are you, know, how are you getting there? And they can't explain it to you. And the focus is just like, hey, you know, I'm going to build this business and it's going to make me a million dollars. And they have no idea how, and they have no clarity of, you know, how to monetize and, and why and who the audience is that you're going to serve. This reminds me of Chris's superpower. He takes dreams and helps turn them into reality. He's also like now providing coaching and whatnot. And I think, you know, that is a huge part is like, it is great to dream. You should have big, you know, hairy, audacious goals, as you like to say. But you also got to put a plan in place to actually start moving towards that direction. A plan in place and, and priorities, right? Because many of us, many people who are listening, maybe have that entrepreneurial bug and, and, and maybe you're a corporate employee, but you still have this light bulb issue, right? Like every idea that comes to mind, you shift gears and you're off on this next time and you never really continue through the first idea. And so part of it for me too, I mean, do you guys have that problem? Like as an entrepreneur, right? We have all these ideas about this mm -hmm. next grand thing that you want. And it's like, hey, you know what? Put it down. Make it part of the long-term vision. But you need that focus. Yep. Right? You need that focus to prioritize. Well, what needs to happen first? Right? You can make that part of the long-term vision. But when you have that clarity on where you're trying to get in 10 years, now you can say, hey, you know, is this really that important? Because I probably... I'm cursed by the idea bug. I own probably 30 or 40 different domain names because I, <laughs> I have the idea and I'm like, is that domain name free? And right. I'll go buy that domain name, right? And it's sitting in my, and so I'm like, hey, you know what? Put that on the board, write it down. All too often we have these ideas in our head and we don't write them down. And I always say to my students, listen, you know, unless you write them down, you can't edit the idea in your head. Mm -hmm. You have to get it out your head, down on FIFA, and, you know, begin to, to prioritize what's going to happen, right? That, that acronym for focus, follow one course until success. You have to be able to, to know exactly what you're doing. So you guys are building Hacker Valley Studio. Listen, I've watched you guys from like two years ago, just blowing, you know, blowing through every other podcast out there and I love it, but you guys have tremendous clarity. Every time I sit down and talk to Chris, you guys are in incredibly clear on where you're trying to move things. And you guys have that clear vision. You have this tribe that you're building up and, and there's just an amazing foundation laid for this media platform that you're building. And so you have the framework for, you know, and a lot of what I've been speaking to is just the first 
layer, right? That so many people are lacking in having that solid foundation for a brand. We haven't even started talking about, you know, messaging and identity, what everybody thinks about, you know, with a logo and fonts and all that, the visual stuff, the websites and, right. and social and all that stuff that comes after you have clarity on that foundation. That's so, so important. You talk about the vision, you talk about the mission, the destination, where are you going? There's so many parts to that spectrum, right? You have the people that are staying in the corporate world. Maybe they work for a big company and they still want to develop their brand. But then you have the people that in this last year, they thought, what else is possible? And they became entrepreneurs and they stepped out on their own. They bet on themselves. And then you have the people in between, kind of like Ron and myself. Right now, we got our, our one foot in the corporate world and the other foot in entrepreneur land. And there's so much even between that. What are some of your philosophies around those people that want to build their brand and they're kind of along that spectrum? Well, you and I both know that you two have been building your platform for how many years now? Two years. Two years. Could you guys have, have been, I mean, I've been building trailblazers for five and a half years now. I work a full-time job. I, I, you know, I got two kids in private school. And as much as I believe in this platform, I also believe in making sure I can put food on the table and having that consistent income. A lot of people I'm talking with, they're wanting to build out a platform that they can truly begin to live out their purpose, especially among Black women. I find that they're not securing, they're incredibly well-educated, they bring so much substance to the table in terms of you know helping these corporate giants move forward. But they're not getting the job titles. We have pay issue, right? Where they're not getting paid what they deserve. And I've experienced it as well. And I'm speaking to my own tribe and it goes beyond that. But the people I'm talking with, some of them have the desire to be full-time entrepreneurs and some of them don't. My wife is quite happy being a full-time employee, being a leader in the corporate world. She has no interest in becoming a full-time entrepreneur. What I think we get caught up in is this mindset that it's one or the other. It's option A or option B. Option A is I am a full-time leader. I'm a full-time employee of a company. Or option B, I have to leave option A and I have to start a business and jump off the cliff and jump into full-time entrepreneurship. Listen, that water is dark. (laughs) (laughs) Water is dark. And if you don't know how to swim in those waters, that's the reason that eight out of 10 people drown, right? It's just not a smart way. And I love my full-time job. I enjoy what I'm doing because I'm clear on my vision for where I'm trying to move. And I brought that into this new opportunity and where I work today. And so what I've been teaching my students, what I've been screaming from the mountaintop is like, listen, it's not just option A or option B. There is a million shades of gray in between. Why not have your nine to five and start this idea that you have in your head, start building your brand. Start building your tribe. Start getting clear on this vision. Start defining your message. Start building that website. 
start building content, start creating those income streams, start building wealth so that you have the savings, so that you have that platform, so that should you decide, hey, you know what? This is now at a point where I have options. I think all too often we get nervous about not having options. We hear about so many, even in the past few weeks, past couple months, we've heard of a number of women who are just up and quitting their corporate jobs because of the pandemic. They're losing ground with not being able to go back into the work, into the office. And two and a half more men are, are showing up back in the office than women. And they're going to end up losing those opportunities to, to get those promotions, losing those opportunities to kind of move ahead. And they're up and quitting. And what I'm saying is don't quit, right? Don't quit. And that applies to men too. Don't quit. Keep that corporate, keep that nine to five, keep that roof over your head, keep that stable income. But while you're doing that, instead of watching a TV show at night, turn the TV off. Sit down in front of your laptop and start building your brand, right? Start figuring out these pieces to create more income streams for yourself. Start creating a following for yourself. So you give yourself options. Maybe you don't want to be that full-time entrepreneur. But you know what? If you're a corporate employee and you have all these streams of income and you're building, you know, you're living out this legacy because now you have clarity. And you have purpose. And you know, I, I love to say your, your legacy are the seeds you plant in a garden you likely never see. You're able to now begin pouring. I, I, literally yesterday, Chris, I said to my daughter, I said, hey, I'm going to start teaching you because she's about to get summer break. And I'm like, you're doing nothing for two weeks? I'm going to show you how to edit podcast audio. Because mm. I'm going to start teaching this kid right, <laughs> how to start doing how to come onto the fold and start doing this work, right? Yeah. And and editing video and and you know I'm teaching other people, hey, you know this is how you do this. And the part that hurts the most is that a lot of us we get, especially people of color, we start making this income, and instead of investing, our population is taught to go buy that that Benz, go buy the next big material thing, item that we want, instead of investing that money for the future, right? And it hurts. It's painful. We have a, a racial wealth gap that's widening. If we don't address it by the year 2053, black median household wealth is trending to zero. Latino median household wealth is trending to zero 20 years later in 2073. We're going to have a broke population, majority population in this country by 2073, if we don't change our mindset towards money. And that to me is a big part of your brand. I think that still falls under your brand. I don't think, you know, you guys are hearing my passion, <laughs> you know, but you know, this back end of it, right? You and I are creating tons of content with purpose, right? Um, and and I think it all comes from from this middle area that we're talking about. I think I am gainfully employed and I love what I do and I'm in no rush to to jump ship and jump back into full-time entrepreneurship. But if my course were to sell $2 million, right, <laughs> in a launch, <laughs> I'd have that option. 
right? I'd right. have that option. It doesn't mean I need necessarily need to exercise it, but I'd have an option. And and that's what we want. We want more options. We want more income. We want more wealth so that we have options so that we're not forced into making tough decisions that maybe don't even, you know, a lot of these women that are jumping ship, it, it pains me because that's not exactly moving in a direction where you give yourself a high probability of success going into full-time entrepreneurship because that takes a while. I feel like you're speaking directly to a lot of people right now. And there's someone that's listening that's, they've had enough. They want to set that vision. They want to set that purpose. They want to move into the direction of brand building. What piece of advice do you have for that person that's about to embark on that journey? So the first piece of advice, guys, is that it's not hard. Um, I, I've said a lot, and it it might be, it might feel paralyzing to be like, man, that's a lot of things to do. The first thing you have to understand it's it's not that hard. It's actually quite easy if you know exactly what to do. And so, where do you start? You start with laying that foundation. You start with getting very clear on your purpose. You could right now, you know, after you finished listening to this episode, I would encourage anyone listening, if you've not yet done so, to get away from the house, get away from the family, get away from the job, grab a journal, grab a, a pad and pen, or I would tell you to do that so you're not thumbing through apps in your phone doing the same in a note-taking app. But sit by yourself and get really clear on things that you're passionate about things that you love doing, that the world needs, that you can earn money from, the intersect of, of those things are where your purpose lives. And you have to get clear on your purpose. You have to get clear on, on your vision. What are those things? You know, 30 years out from now, I believe, and I'm claiming it, right? I'll be uh, 20 years out from now uh, at the pace I'm going. I'll be on a beach chair somewhere off the coast of Negril, right? And I want to be able to look back at that point and say, hey, you know what? I wrote the best-selling book. I spoke on the stage to 10,000 people. I interviewed a 1,000 black entrepreneurs and leaders. But I know that, you know, those are the things that are, are, are important to me. What's important to you? Get clear. And it takes time right? For you to start laying out that vision. What are those big, big goals? Don't think about what obstacles lie in your path right now. Don't think about how you're going to get there. How is none of your business, right? Start giving thought to what you actually want to accomplish in your life. Get clear on your purpose and your vision. And after that, get clear on who you actually want to serve. And this is the third piece that a lot of people come at me and say, well, you know, I might ask Chris and, uh, well, Chris and Ron know exactly who they're serving, but, you know, I might ask someone and say, hey, you know, who is it that your product or your service or what you're doing is going to serve? And we think it can serve everyone, but everyone isn't your audience. Everyone isn't your tribe. Because if everyone is, then you're serving no one in particular. You have to get very clear. You have to be able to start niching in and saying, you know what? I'm going to serve just like I'm serving black entrepreneurs and leaders. Maybe you want to serve 
women. Maybe you want to serve youth, right? Get clear on your tribe because when you do, everything else falls in place, right? The you, You're very clear on your messaging, your brand identity, the entire vibe of your brand starts moving towards that particular audience. The, the, the messaging on your website, the messaging on your social media, in your content, it all begins to align toward the tribe that you're trying to serve, the audience, the people that you're trying to serve, the way you market, the way you start to build income, partnerships, all of that now falls in line, right? And, and you're able to repel all the noise and you have to get comfortable with that. So there's two things that you really have to focus on first right now. And it's really easy. It's just getting clear on the purpose and the vision. It's going to take a little bit of time, but once you do, everything else falls into place. We're about to open uh, another run of Brand in Demand in the summer. And um, I'm enjoying this conversation because you guys are allowing me to, to open up and, and really kind of share what, we, what we've basically called our Trailblazers method uh, that helps you to not just build that brand, but become a Brand in Demand. And, and we've actually termed our, our, our course Brand in Demand for that reason. I love you guys. I've been been literally following your journey for the last couple of years. And I want to help your community, help your listeners. If you've connected to what I've been sharing today, I'd love to invite you to become part of our upcoming cohort. And I am not offering up access. I'm not offering up discounts to my own <laughs> following. <laughs> Uh, but I love your community. I love Hacker Valley, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm going to offer, and this is not fluff. This is not you know sales speak. This is legit. Love for Chris and Ron. I'm gonna offer a, a discount code for your tribe. Um, oh, wow. If you guys want to join the course, first off, you can jump over to Brand in Demand, uh, Brand in Demand dot co, Brand in Demand dot co and sign up for uh, our early bird uh, wait list. Right now, it's just an opt-in list, but it comes time for purchasing the course. I'm going to give you a coupon code that I'm not giving to anybody else, and it's Valley 200 Coupon code is Valley 200 and I'll allow you to take $200 off the cost of our upcoming training course. Wow. Really appreciate that. That's that's tremendous. And I'm sure there's a ton of people in cybersecurity, outside of cybersecurity that want to work on their personal brand, whether it's for hiring, whether it's for getting that next gig, getting promoted, starting their company, doing a side hustle. Sincerely, thank you for that. Uh, but for the folks that want to stay up to date with you and everything else that you're doing, what are the best ways that people can do that? I'm actually big on live streaming and I have been committed to a goal to become Mr. LinkedIn. So um, <laughs> I am very active on LinkedIn three times a week. Uh, I invite you to, to hop on over, uh, follow me on LinkedIn. We go live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 8 a.m. Eastern time. And beyond that, I'm, I'm really active on Twitter and on the gram. And you can find me there at Steve Nahart. Beyond that, my, my website, stevenahart.com. 
Excellent. Steven, thank you so much. We'll be sure to drop the LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and even the links to your podcast and website. We really appreciate it. And we'll see everyone next time. If you found value in this content, it would mean the world to us if you shared it on social media, sent it to a friend, or talked about it over coffee. Thank you.